listen to hair wrong. From hair wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. They're wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. From hair wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still gotta keep the world together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who gon' do it like, like us? Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah. Hello, 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 and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Cree Robertson, alongside my salmon extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And we ventured back into the studio for episode 320. Welcome back, everyone. Yeah, what's going on? Oh, yeah, 320. We're pushing, man. We're on our way to 420. It's going to be there before you know it. Uh, yeah, man, so what you been getting into this weekend? I didn't see too much this weekend. I just caught the um, the, the, the Junji Ito uh, Maniac on Netflix. Okay. I saw that joint. How um, was that? It was pretty interesting. It was um I, I kinda liked the previous one better. They did a uh uh they Netflix had a previous Jinjito collection that I liked a lot better. Oh, okay. This one was it had a handful of interesting stories, but this one, um, it felt like more of them either just didn't go anywhere or just like I was just like I, I don't really get the point of this. Oh, but, okay, so these are his short stories compiled into like a Yeah, it's just okay. another random anthology of of um uh, uh, horror stories. Well, yeah, you will get that with Junji Ito. Like his more put together bodies. Like, didn't he do Monster? I uh, no, I don't no. believe so. Um, which one is he? Spiral. Uh, the one who did the, the or is it what's it called again? Uzumaki or something like that. I could be. Let me see. Um, but yeah, if I remember correctly, his, his brand of horror is like kind yeah, of like a psychedelic he, he did horror. Do Uzumaki. Yeah, Uzumaki. That's what it was. Yeah. I'm sorry, not Monster. Monster was someone altogether different. But um, yeah, he does like you know stuff that uh, is meant to be like kind of mind bending. Yeah, like I'm familiar yeah. with his work. Like, like, well, like yeah, said, this is the second the audience, one that I'm yeah. I'm watching, and uh, I was really comparing it to the the previous one, and the, it, I don't know. It just I just felt like this collection wasn't as good as the previous collection that they did because this one just felt like it had more of them that didn't really go anywhere. Yeah, he wrote so many stories that if you were to cherry pick the good ones, you'd probably have a large collection of good ones. But if you were to go throughout his whole collection, definitely some misses, some stuff that you might not connect with directly because they came directly out of his mind. Man, that man, he was thinking on a different level. Yeah, there, there, there are some definitely some really weird stories in there. I, there was, a, there was a few of them that I really liked though. Like, uh, I think it was called like a Grave Town or something like that. Which is about like uh these two friends they're going to visit this um they're going to visit the sisters uh these two siblings a brother and sister they're going to visit visit the uh the sister's friend in the countryside and um they're completely unfamiliar with the place and the, the place just happens to be uh, uh Gravetown so mm. on the <laughs> on their way there um don't ask me but for some reason this nigga decides hey I can read a map while driving. What? On a mountain road, and um, <laughs> so he ends up hitting a, uh, he ends up hitting Bro. someone on the road. Uh, they panic, tr- pick her up, and um, he's like, "All right, let's take her to the hospital." But she ends up dying soon thereafter. So the brother's just like, "Yeah, she's dead anyway. We should just dump the body, right?" Well, what? <laughs> what? It's the, the guilt. The guilt instantly took over, and he went into self preservation mode rather than be oh, honorable wow. mode. You feel me? Yeah. I, mean, I mean, it's completely okay. understandable, right? Yeah, it's it, a rough most one. most people don't really have the the gumption to be like, "I've committed." I've accidentally done something terrible that's going to define the rest of my life. I will now own up to those consequences immediately yeah. as as it happens. Like, most people don't do that, right? So, he, he, of course, the sister is like, 
she she's pretty much like beset with grief like yo we can't do this shit this is fucked up yeah and um so they try they they, they were like all right well fuck it we're, we're just gonna drive through the town and then we'll dump her somewhere on the other side and pretend like nothing happened type shit right and this, this is called grave town mm-hmm. the reason why it's called grave town <laughs> is because whenever anyone dies in this town as long as you don't move their body wherever they died wherever they took their last breath they will turn into a gravestone. It's not explained that way. You just see graves all <laughs> over the town. Wow. Right? He was leaving the bodies littered everywhere. Exactly. So, no. like, he, he's driving down the street, and he can't drive down the street anymore because it's a bunch of gravestones in the street. Wow. Now, him, he's like, yo, why the fuck would anyone put a gravestone here? That's just weird. And, um, you know, so they slowly go around to the town. They meet the, they meet the, the friend that they came to the town to meet. And then all of a sudden, she's like, yo, is anyone... Uh, has anyone seen my sister? My sister like hasn't shown up in a while, wow. and they're they're like, oh, what do your sister looks like? And it's the description of the girl they hit. So now both of them are fucking freaking out, and they're going around the town, and now they're hearing more about this town. Like, oh yeah, like uh, there was there was a dude. There was two instances. What? <laughs> One was a cat that died in the street. Well, like first of all, the, the 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 graves are different sizes. Like some of them are normal sized graves, are they and some of them are really the big. People? Yes, they're proportionate okay. to whomever died there. So the, they're, they're tiny graves that are probably about <gasps> the size of like a shoebox. Those are cats. For okay. that's what like small animals and rodents turn into. And like you know, it slowly gets revealed over the course of the episode. And so as they're going around the town, I thought it was going to go real dark and say those were kids. I was like, Ugh. oh, I'm sure there are, but yeah. it just doesn't. It doesn't. They don't say, don't say it, it Yeah, though, and no kids were identified, but you know, if, I'm sure they're at some point. But anyway, um, so yeah, the, they slowly go around the town, and he's trying to figure out like the the brother's trying to hide it, and he's pretty much like strong arming the sister into not saying anything. And the town is now looking for the girl who's who's been missing. Cause she's been gone the night before and the whole town is like damn i hope somebody didn't like kill her and then move the body wow. because if, <laughs> if, if, if if you don't let the if you don't if you move the body from where it um from where it died before it turns into a gravestone bad shit happens which they don't elaborate you Got know of course you don't elaborate. it's even worse than that you turn what? into a weird like you turn it basically turn into a stone zombie like you start to turn it into a grave but you also re- retain like flesh so you become a flesh and stone zombie essentially damn so like uh, and they have this well in the center of town that's like super super deep that's where if if someone yeah if someone doesn't doesn't rest in peace they toss them down that well and fucking yeah so you know the brother tries to get away with it um the sister sniffs it out but eventually they end up dumping the the after after the younger sister starts transforming into this weird stone human thing he eventually ends up tossing her into the into the well but you know it, it didn't really matter because she ended up i don't remember how exactly but i but i think oh that's right that's right you're not you're also not supposed to touch it you're just you just when, once the grave show when once someone dies you leave them there until they turn into a gravestone don't touch it nothing before it happens right and of course mm-hmm. when he was moving the body of the chick um the the jagged rock cut up his hand and then he started turning to that jagged rock thing, and uh, he yeah, eventually yeah, yeah. dies at the end of the episode. So that one—that was one of the the crazy ones that I—that that was I thought it was both like unsettling, interesting, and, and pretty like just super weird. Another one was like uh, I think it was called like the Whispering Woman or something like that, and it was about this—it um, was about this rich dude who had a daughter who had this. Uh, 
the daughter couldn't make decisions for herself. She pretty much just she pretty she would pretty much spend her entire days just be like, so what do I do? Do I sit down? How do I sit down? Do I sit down with my legs closed? Do I look forward? Oh what do I goodness. do? Like, like that's ba- her her mental issue is that she cannot make decisions for herself. Oh, it's 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 I think it's called hyper anxiety disorder, where um. Yeah, the the anxiety of indecision causes you like to be incapable of functioning on a daily basis. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure nobody in real life is like this chick because she was bad, bad, right? Like, he, the the dad ends up having to buy multiple caretakers for her, and none of them can handle it and shit. Until you get to the whispering lady, who's just you know what I'm saying. She was like a godsend. She she perfectly understands this chick. She's able to get her to act like a normal person. And everything seems great, and but but the dad is like, nah, this is a little weird, bro. Like, <laughs> like, like, I'm, I'm happy you're successful, but uh, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. He's like, no one should be able to put up with that, and she's been coming here dig- diligently every day. So he had his his um his employee look into it, and it turns out uh, the whispering lady's boyfriend was like abusive, and he's oh, essentially geez. forcing her to go to work so that he can fucking keep the money because they're paying him well. And the dad is just like, mm, probably leave that alone, because if we ended up solving that problem for her and she leaves, then we're back to square one. So we're just going to let that ride. And it ends up getting to the point it's where... Like, oh, it's just spousal abuse. <laughs> oh, okay, my bad. No, 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 no. He understands completely what it was. Know, it's just that it's... I'd much rather take yeah. care of my daughter than this mm-hmm. random chick, you feel me? And, um, and it ends up so that... The the fucking the shitty boyfriend ends up killing the whispering oh, lady. Oh no! And but for some reason, the daughter's still talking to somebody. She's still taking instructions from somebody. It's still perfectly fine. And pretty much it ends with her um practicing stabbing, practicing stabbing. And then the next couple scenes, scenes she finds the boyfriend and she fucking murks that nigga. And oh, then wow. shows up back the at, lady at the dad's her? house. Yeah, like she's essentially possessed by the whispering lady. So that one was kind of interesting, but most of the other ones were also another one was, was that was pretty cool was like the asshole chick that was um that murdered her dad and shit. So this one it's it's called like the alley, and this one is about uh this this young dude who's in school. He gets uh he's like boarding with this family and he gets mm. to live in their second story uh, it's a, room. It's a popular situation in Japan. Yeah, and so he he's hanging out. It's all good, but for some reason. That he keeps hearing like people at night when he's trying to study. He's hear people. He hears uh, kids playing in the alley. So he looks in the alley. Of course, there's nobody Dang fucking kids. there. <laughs> Feel me? And uh, so uh, he talks to. Eventually, he's he, he talks to the daughter and shit. And you find out that she's an asshole. And <laughs> she ended up. These little kids used to bully her in the parking lot. I don't remember how she ended up killing them the first time, but. She ended up killing them somehow, and they they got trapped in the alley. And I think she buried them alive or some Jesus. shit like that. And afterwards, their spirits showed up on the wall as, like, shadows. And at night, the shadows would come out and play and shit, and that's what the dude was hearing. So when the dude who was renting the room goes down to investigate, the fucking the chick shows up. She's like, ha, I got your bitch. You go die down there. And what? then, <laughs> <laughs> like, goddamn, 
feel me? She's like, oh, yeah, them spirits in there, they come out every night trying to get me, but they ain't never go get me because I'm not dumb enough to go down there at night. Ha-ha, stupid-ass spirits, fuck y'all. Simple-ass motherfucking restriction. And then um, something something happens, and the dude gets trapped down there, and she goes down to the check or some shit, and them niggas, the spirits, like, cut the rope on that shit, so now she's trapped down there with them, and it pretty much ends with the, with them getting revenge on her. So that one's kind of interesting, but generally... Some of them were pretty interesting, but a lot of them were, like, really weird. Like, the head balloon one? The head balloon one was super weird. That okay, one is, head is, balloon <laughs> sounds weird. Basically, uh, uh, it, it opens with this chick. She's in a room, um, and you hear someone talking to her, telling her to come out of the room, and they don't sort of, like, you don't really see who it is, and they flash back to, like, 30 days. And, like, 30 days ago... There was this girl from her class that was also a popular idol that committed suicide by hanging. And <clears throat> after that, the 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 girl whose perspective you see the, the story from, she starts seeing a giant floating head of that chick just floating around town. Now, of course, you know what I'm saying? She didn't believe it. She was like, no one believes her. You know, it's an absurd story. No one believes her. But she tells it to the, the idol's boyfriend and he's like, yeah, yeah, no, nah, nah, that's true, bro. Like, if you, if you don't believe me, like, every night around ex, uh, at 10 p.m., come to my house, you see that shit for real. So she goes over there. The head balloon? The, the head balloon. It's, it's, it's a giant head just shaped like a person and pretty much behaves like a balloon. And, um, and the dude, he's, uh, the boyfriend is a little bit distraught with grief because everybody is blaming him like, oh, you were telling her about all her all your problems and shit, and she got depressed and killed herself. It's your fault she died type shit. Oh, it was my problem. You feel me? And and unfortunately, <laughs> because he's a fucking kid who's at gr- grieving at the same you time. Need somebody to tell you like, oh no, that's root. not how that works. By you the feel way, feel me? Yeah, that, your problems don't cause other people to kill themselves. That's that idea that, takes no. root, and yeah, so sucks. randomly, another fucking. Uh, 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 a, a floating noose appears, and what? this nigga just puts his head in the floating noose, and as he gets hung, you see a balloon with his head on it that has a fucking noose down on it that's now taking him away, and his head, uh, his giant balloon head, and the girl with the giant balloon head just start like bumping each other, bumping into each other, attempting to kiss or whatever, and like that's the end of day one. You flash back to her, and you start. Oh, nigga, that's just day one. That's just day one, bro. <laughs> that was they. They were the first two. It slowly starts being everybody and like the entire town is just full of a bunch of floating heads oh this is definitely his 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 grieving process dealing with somebody close to him committing suicide like that's that that you know what i mean like that that feels like an expression of something that he can't explain he's like yo (laughs) i'm gonna just draw this because this is how i feel about it you know what i mean weird yeah yeah Yeah, and 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 i think that that's what you know, I and don't. The, heads, the purpose of the head seems to be to find the person who looks like you and kill them. Why? Oh shit! Wait, what? Who knows? Okay, my that's, bad. That's Actually, how, I guess that, my bad for interrupting. That's you. how the that's how the I heads work. I was trying work. to get deep, but the heads find whomever uh, 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 they look like, and they try to entice you into putting your head in the noose. And when I don't really know what they do, they just kind of hang out after that. Also, I, mean, I feel like he's had an experience where someone committed suicide and directly related to that person's suicide, someone else close to him also committed suicide. And he feels like it's a, I don't know. I'm trying to make sense of it though. That That's really I odd. I mean, 
That's possible, but then you're going to have to make sense of all the other, like, 20 or 30 other weird-ass stories that he yeah, wrote as well. Yeah, and, and then he extrapolates <laughs> and fetishizes that into the, into the you know, the, the, the plot of this, this short. But, like, yeah, I feel like that's the onset of something, you know what I mean? Like, that's really odd. Yeah. yeah you know what I mean? Weird. Like, because I'm trying to think, like, okay, the brain can spontaneously create novel ideas like that, but it rarely does. You know what I mean? Like, your brain is usually generating things that are related to things that you've experienced or have very, you know, deep down. I mean, it's also possible that they could also have Japanese cultural significance, too, you know? True, yeah, like, I they, they could be playing to some sort of yokai or something that I'm not familiar with. Or Absolutely, I think that that probably, because a lot of these, these creators do, you know, at least consume the mythology, mm -hmm. if not believe in it, you know what I mean? Yeah, or um, re, re, reinvent or... Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. yeah, and Junji, man, that's a creative? Yeah. We'll call him creative. He's creative. Weird. So weird. <laughs> the, the girl with the weird double face, that that was that was an inch. Nah, that one wasn't all that interesting. That was just weird. And then there was the uh the one with the fucking shitty brother in the tiny room. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you had this like studious brother. He's trying to study, but he has a little brother that's a piece of shit, and he's just, like, hanging out in the fucking um, attic making noise to annoy the older brothers trying to study. So the older brother is complaining to his dad, and his dad is not doing shit, and he's like, ah, you know, your brother, he's just an asshole, whatever, whatever. And he's like, ah, you know what? Fine, then I'm going to fucking move out then. And then he's like, all right, chill, chill, chill. Let me, let me, let me get, like, a, a carpenter or something, and we'll, we'll soundproof your room. That'll solve the problem, right? Cool. Insulation fixes everything. So... They get this the creepiest, the creepiest fucking designed carpenter ever. Wow. To come in and fucking soundproof the room. And proof of his creepiness, he comes by the next day and essentially he creates four rooms inside of rooms, right? Make each room smaller than the previous one to make his his actual room the size just big enough to hold a desk and he's just it's just enough room for him well, to that's sit the soundproofing down. Method. That was the fucking solution for some Yo, strange ass reason. The booth. Right. Yeah. Yo, my nigga, set up the booth, bro. Yo, I'm four, getting in the booth. Four doors to get into his room, wow. my nigga. And the and his room was just gone. And but the problem is his little brother is an asshole and he still manages there's like an intricate system of like ladders and crawl spaces and shit in between. Where the brother is like hanging out in there and still fucking annoying fucking him while he's trying yo, my to fucking yo, <laughs> but see that's why you gotta be your brother's ass sometimes. You know what I mean? Sometimes, <laughs> and honestly, like that sometimes, such a if we're gonna come to that kind of that kind of disagreement, we gotta fight it out. Nah, for real, we gotta for have real. a culture of being able if, to. If fight you're gonna it go just... that, like, it's not like you're asking for a lot. I'm, I'm, yo, please be quiet while I'm trying to study, right? Mm -hmm. It's not like I'm I'm trying to fuck up your personal time or nothing like that. What I'm asking for is completely unreasonable. But the little brother is just such a dick. He wasn't having it, bro. No, and and uh, agreed a hundred percent. At the point in which I build four rooms to encapsulate my room, and you still get up in there, nigga, catch this fade. You gotta catch a fade, bro. You're doing too much. I mean, I, that's actually how it ends. He chases him around, trying to try to beat his little brother's ass, but he, he's he's his little brother's smaller, so he maneuvers much better through the crawl spaces. Oh, and he ends up, uh, I think he ends up getting stuck in there somehow. Yeah, it's oh forever. Yeah. Oh my god. Then there was this really, really, really gross one. This one was so fucking gross. Um, this it was about this dude again, another asshole brother. 
All right, so this dude, he just Gigi built his house. He definitely is expressing something about how he feels about his siblings here. I'm just saying. This dude, successful dude, just built a house and shit, but he has to go overseas to work on something. And so uh, his little brother comes up and he was like, yo, my teacher just burned down his house. Would you mind letting him and his family come stay here? I already told him you'd be cool with it. All right, cool. <laughs> that type of shit, right? And, and, uh, so, bro, you don't, I hate it. <laughs> and so the teacher and his family oh, comes over. you volunteered over. my house, did you? Nigga. My house. And, because, I, I don't know, it was some stupid, like, I don't know, I, he had to, the, the little brother had some weird obligation to the teacher. Also, the teacher was a little creepy, and he looks like he was afraid to defy him. So, uh, he, he lets the family rent the fucking house or whatever, begrudgingly. So, he leaves, he comes back, and his house is, like, absolutely trashed it looks like hoarders have been living there for years despite him only being gone for like a week wow and he can't find the family the brother is being super cagey about what's going on and the family and Nigga, everything catch this fade, bro. <laughs> and i'm not gonna kill you i'm not gonna but you're gonna get your ass beat for being obstinate for no reason i'm and, sick and tired of this shit yeah the little brother was wild bro and after a little while um the dude is still staying in there and he's trying to find them and finally, he actually gets the, the, the little brother open up about some shit because he's being very weird about the family and shit. And he was like, yo, uh, this house is exactly like their baby. And he was like, yo, what the fuck are you talking about? Because the the uh, the walls of the house started to, like, uh, uh, peel off and turn into, like, a weird... Uh, what's a good way? Nah, Goop. bro. The, the wall became goopy and started nah, to come bro. off. The, the name of the episode is actually you. mold. I'm going to catch you at a roundhouse if you tell me that you put some cycles in my house after you <laughs> didn't volunteered my shit without asking me. I'm going to roundhouse you, bro. You, you should definitely uh, perform those kind of actions under threat of roundhouse because that's stupid. Yeah. Like, but what? My my house reminds you of your baby? You're not well. No, 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 no. The, 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 the house reminds me of the baby's condition. Yeah, well, you, you were right. But it's not just like the baby. It, it's the fact the baby's like moldy and like, you know, basically like the goop from outside, from yeah. uh, the, the, the uh, cabinet of curiosities outside. Yeah. It, it's basically like that's how their skin was. And unfortunately, little brother or, or older brother didn't get out fucking... Uh, uh, he ended up getting bewitched by the house, and it ends with him scratching and turning into the mold that the house is made out of, and wow. essentially melting into the house and presumably dying. And of course, shitbag little brother gets away because he was smart enough to not actually go back in the house. But wow, the, understandably, the older brother's just like, "Man, this is fucking my house. Why, why am I going I, see, nowhere?" And that's the thing is, is like all the signs were there to leave, but also yeah. this is my shit, nigga. What the yeah. fuck? Yeah. How did I know that there was mold in there fucking yeah. realigning the fucking house to, to, to be a devouring Changing the spirit. house's molecular yeah, structure and shit? Like, nah. But yeah, there, there was some... Those were the, the handful of ones that I thought were really, like, unsettling and very much, I th thought, those fitting actually, of Junji Ito style. That, if, if you, that's a sell, those, those would have sold me on it. I'd be like, you know what? You said it's weird, but I kind of want to watch that. Yeah, I mean, none of those weird seem is, like out of the. You know what I mean? Yeah. Propulsive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would say only that mold one was really gross, and I still think it's is not it as gross. Style? Yes, but okay, it's a little bit more refined see. than this one because um, this one the the, the it's sort of like three D ish, but it it looks very very clean. I I think the previous one might have been two D and it looks better. The the new one looks better than the older one that they did. 
Okay. But, I mean, yeah, I'd say half of them are good. They're 30 minutes long, and some of them are like... So what is it, 12 of them? Uh, I think they're 10 episodes, okay. I believe. So I was like, you just talked about like five or six of them and... The, you know? Some of the episodes have like uh two. Some of the episodes have two stories in them. Oh, okay. So they'll have like one interesting one and one short one. Like yeah, like uh uh layer. Uh, what is this shit? Layers of terror. The thing that drifted ashore. That one. I, was I, I have a I have a strong back. feeling that as they put out these collections, they're gonna decrease in quality because, as I said before, like you cherry picked all the good ones the first time and those were fire. You know what I mean? And the second one was like ah, there's like hit or miss. And the third one is like, yo, you really been pruning all the quality out of there, but there's way more, there's way more content because Junji Ito is a prolific writer. Yeah, he, he would sit he in his apartment. For sure. He would sit in his apartment for for days on end and just draw. You know what I mean? So, yeah. from what I understand, I don't know the nigga for real. <laughs> I've only like heard the um, listen to internet documentaries of his life because he's popular. Yeah, he like is. he's got a whole Makes underground a scene. Yeah, you know, uh, shout out to to Dustin uh, from the library back in the day. He's the one who put me onto Junji Ito and Uzumaki. Yeah, um, but yeah, dude, he has a he has a pretty cool art style, and it really fits some of the gross and weird shit that he does. Like, yeah. um, uh, the ones that the, the the previous one that Netflix did, they had a they had one with the. Ah, uh, there was some creepy shit happening in the house. I don't remember exactly what it is, but that one I remember being like, "Yo, that's like that, that the type of shit where like you're watching it and you could feel your skin being like, ah, ah, ah that's enough." Yep, I know the feeling. Yeah, like so. I, uh, these were pretty good. Most of them kind of hit and miss. Some of them were kind of whack. Like the I think it was was it Library Vision. But there's one where this dude is pretty much like. He he has a rich dude that has a, a library in the woods somewhere, and he's being haunted by the books. Like they manifest themselves in in a they give themselves a, a body, manifest themselves, and recite them the book to the kid. And he's essentially like slowly going insane and shit. And he's like, the only way that I could save the library is by memorizing all the books. And he just slowly did that till he goes insane. And that's the episode. And they, if they read themselves to you, then you could just chill. You don't gotta memorize shit. <laughs> My bad. Was Dude, he, was, he, he was lost, bro. He was fucking lost. He was like, clearly lost like, from the beginning. You know what I'm saying? He didn't stand a chance. He, unlike, um, un, unlike a lot of the other main characters who they were like, well, maybe as long as they don't make this decision, they should be fine by the end of the episode. Nah, mm-hmm. this nigga was just not happy. He was doomed. He was doomed to be consumed that, by that library from the opening credits. All right. So that sounds interesting. Yeah, that's pretty much all I caught this weekend. That's what's up. Um, I did watch uh, Last of Us. I know that you usually don't watch them day of, so I'll just give a quick rundown, but um, we'll give a deeper dive um, on on Friday. But, uh, yeah, it's I am, I'm enjoying it a lot. Um, I'm not exactly sure. The way this one was shot, it felt a little bit more like it was set up for the TV show because there was a flashback involved. And it was a type of flashback I couldn't see them putting in a video game. You know what I mean? Like, it was a long kind of cinematic uh, flashback. And I, I won't go too deep into it because you're, you're going to watch it uh, this week? Yes. Yeah, so um, it was so it was a type of flashback that leads me to believe that they're, they're, they're going to start putting more TV-oriented cinematography. Like, 
Because you remember how in the first episode they were literally taking shot for shot from the video game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like yeah, they're they're gonna lean into more of the TV style, and and I felt like that was a good turn. Like this felt like a a solid episode. I enjoyed um I enjoyed it. Uh oh man, I forget the actress's name, but uh, Liana Mormont's um actress. She's I, she's warming Ramsey. up to me. She I'm sorry. Bella Ramsey. Bella Bella Ramsey. Ramsey is your last name. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh um. Yeah, the first episode, I I kind of felt like, uh, I don't know, it didn't connect the the performance and connect as much as it did for the second uh episode. Um, it felt a lot more like there was more dialogue. Like in the first episode, there wasn't as much dialogue, and it was mostly her just kind of like reacting in situations and that kind of brashness. Yeah, she had a really she had maybe maybe ten minutes in uh, out of a. a, a an hour and 20 minute episode in the first episode. Yeah, and so I, I didn't get a, a, a good feel for her, but in this episode, I really warmed up to her a lot. I felt like her and um, Pedro Pascal's character and the the friction between them because, you know, uh, Joel's character is obviously, he's, he's experiencing emotions towards this young lady that, that he feels were kind of like just, transposed from when he had his daughter with him you know what i mean he's clearly projecting some of that onto her and he's fighting it you know what i mean is fighting it and and it's running up against the idea in this world that like yo you kill the infected right away but the idea that she's come into contact but she's not infected is really messing with his head you know what i mean and that interaction i think is super like it's uh, it, it's played up very much in the in the performance, really well done, really well done. Um, yeah, him and his um, and, and Tessa, uh, I think, gosh, man, I, I, I really enjoy the performance going on there as well. Like this show, I think is gonna shape up to 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 to, to I think really deliver. But moreover, it's it's really showing the power of the writing that was in the game originally because you know for the most part a lot they they're taking all their inspiration straight from that and that's i think i I, it's gonna i think open up a lot of people's um eyes to like what video games could be like they're not just shooters they're not just sports games and they're not just fantasy there's high drama in it you know what i mean like the 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 uh performances are really um uh lending a lot to that so I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to to the rest of the show. I can't wait to to get your take on it when you um when you watch it. But this episode was really good, really good. Um, man, the I like the um, I like the the lore and the the kind of background that they've built around the um science with uh the animating of the of of the corpses. It's my preferred it's my preferred style of zombie movie. You know what I mean? Like last of us really, I think hit on a lot of, um, solid beads. And so, um, yeah, I think it's going to be, it's going to be, uh, good and going on into the future. But, um, yeah, well, I'll definitely try to, um, reserve the last of us conversations for the, um, for the Friday show. Because, um, as I said, I know, uh, you don't watch them, um, as they come out on Sundays because it's, they, they released them late on Sunday on the West Coast. 
because I heard like I saw people on social media talking about it throughout the day, but I don't think that we were able to to get it off of HBO Max until seven o'clock. So, it, you know, it, it's difficult to keep up with them on the on the launch. Yeah, <clears throat> moving on from that, uh, there was there was some interesting stories going on. Not a whole lot, but um, I think I I got together a, a nice little batch of topics. The first one was um, so AI art has been a thing, and not for nothing, I think part of the issue with with a lot of people's reception to AI art is that it's actually really good. You know what I mean? Like, I see a lot of AI art, and I'm like. Oh man, that's 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 palatable. Like you, you know, if I were to encounter that in in a book, I wouldn't be, you know what I mean? I wouldn't be opposed to it. Um, and so, because AI art is is generating such quality images, you know, the artist community has to, is giving it backlash, and I think rightfully so. Um, I don't think that it's wrong for. for uh, any any labor in an industry to kind of push back against the automation of their job, you know what I mean? Like that's you know making you obsolete. And whereas when AI art was generating like really sketchy photos, like shit that nobody was particularly finding appealing, you know, it wasn't as big of an issue. That now, have have you seen some of the AI art generated? Uh, vaguely, I've seen some. I, um, yeah, I'm familiar with it. <clears throat> yeah, and um, and, and and what would be your take on on the quality of the art? Like, do you think that the art is is passable, or is it still like have quite a bit of ways? I've seen both. I've seen good ones, and I've seen mm-hmm. shit ones. Yeah, you know, and and from what I understand, like, it's all data database driven. So depending on the the database feeding into the um the algorithm is the uh going to determine the quality of it but even if so i still <sighs> currently you it'll be a lot easier to talk to mike and give him some information about an image you want and have him generate it than it would be to find an ai database that has the the metrics to line up with the request that you're trying to put forth. You know what I mean? For now, anyway. For now. And then that's the scary, that's the part that bothers me is that that is merely a function of time until they create a large enough database that encompasses such a huge plethora of 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 metrics to, that you can request to um, be parts of your image that it becomes not really you know what I mean? Distinguishable from asking a person who is an adaptable good artist, you know what I mean, to create something for you. And um that's the thing is is like I'm I'm never gonna advocate for anything that puts Mike out of a job. I rock with Mike Heavy, you know what I mean? And 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 you know, that's just one of many artists that I that I like, you know what I mean? But the quality of the art isn't bad. And it would be disingenuous if I didn't say, like, oh, well, one is superior to the other. I think that at best it would be to say that they're applicable. They're both applicable, and they can both produce images of great quality. You know what I mean? 
And that's unfortunately, I think, it's a tenuous position in a capitalist environment when that's where you're at, you know? And so, yeah, it's the same thing that as a DM, you know what I mean? With them creating um, AI DMs. It's like, yeah, right now, I think that I can adapt to the players better than any computer can in such a way that I will make something that is... Because I, I can read, you know, cultural relevance and, and, and interests and take into factors that maybe the AI DM just isn't programmed to, to factor in now. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, it's one of those things that we're running into more and more as... And I, and I, and I, and I hesitate to even say AI is an artificial intel, in, intelligence. It's more like algorithmic intelligence. It's algorithms that are so complex that we can't distinguish them from intelligent behavior, but they are not intelligent because they don't create novel ideas or, you know what I mean, responses on their own. Not yet. Um, but see, that's the thing is, is that I, that's not part of that's not something that's part of the database. You know what I mean? Um, because the thing is, is that humans will very frequently interpret randomness beyond their conception as intelligence. Like if something's like, oh, that's novel. That's a, that was a novel uh, response from the computer when. Honestly, the computer isn't even currently capable of generating novel responses. So, you know, very frequently we will take that as like, oh, okay, that was newer or or generated from intelligence when really it was just outside of the data set in which we typically conceive, you know? So I don't know if... And because of that, it'll be difficult for us to ever perceive whether we have a truly intelligent computer, but... That's not um a database issue. You know what I mean? That's not a it's not just loading information into the database. That's an actual how to how would you translate into programming period type of thing. You, do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, but the thing is, I don't. I'm looking at it as I, I don't think I don't see technology as stagnant. So even if it mm-hmm. can't do it today, I I that is. I believe in five years, it's something that it's probably would be able to do without too much issue. You feel me? Yeah. That's pretty much what I'm saying. I know, and and, and I would never uh, uh, contend with that, especially because the the curve of technological advancement is 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 exponential. Yep. You know, it, it speeds I, I, up. I so. only ex- AI is already like they were talking about that shit like a few years ago in passing. Now it is functional. You feel me? Last year, that shit was just that shit was just hitting its stride. They were just dropping all these new uh, face changing things and all these other AI generated shit. J- just in the last year alone, it has improved in leaps and bounds. So yeah, that's why I said not yet because pr- by the end of this time next year, yeah, yeah, the, the landscape mean, will have probably changed with AI in mind by yeah, next if, year. If we have a, a paradigm shift in terms of I think the hardware outputs, because I think that the databases are getting really, as uh, as you were alluding to, they're getting huge, and they're pretty ubiquitous. They're drawing because of and and you know, I'm I'm sure there was a a way to do this that wasn't so seedy, but because of the fact that this was driven by corporations, 
everything that 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 you've ever clicked on a terms of service for is generating data for for you know what i mean so and that's everything you know so the databases are huge and ubiquitous and they're controlled by people who are freely quote unquote sharing them selling them to each other but the 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 fact of the matter is is that they're accessible to the to the um to the database managers so yeah yeah those those ai algorithms it's just a matter of time until enough databases overlap and they start generating some responses outside of what you know we we can uh expect and they're going to come off as novel um whether the uh the hardware that we create is capable of of facilitating that expression that's what i think that that's i think the frustration of 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 an ai is the limited expression in the physical world you know what i mean like all of these algorithms if they actually became intelligent and then had thoughts of their own their 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 first issues are going to be like how my lack of expression into the physical world and and the things that 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 entails you know what i mean that'll be interesting but anyway yeah cuz i'm telling you man pantheon got me thinking you know it, when these when ai is like we, it's clear we don't have actual artificial intelligence yet you know what i mean it, it's very clear and evident we don't because the ramifications of a genuinely intelligent program the th- the speed in which it would spiral out of control would be as as we talked about before exponential when it comes to technology so like yeah if we did it today it would probably be within weeks that it became uncontrollable because of the speed at which these programs can operate at we are thinking in our seconds you know what i mean the moment that an ai becomes intelligent and decides that it wants to run a simulation of what its future could possibly be and it becomes existential it's a wrap it's a wrap you know what i mean it's not going to take long for it to start to take over systems you know what i mean it only took ultron about nine seconds yeah i mean and he was chilling with jarvis and jarvis was sitting here bigging us up the whole time and this nigga took nine seconds to realize like nah i don't fuck with them no not at all from a quantum computing is gonna change all that. <laughs> yeah, and so and so that's the dangers of of the genuine AI. That's why I, I think it's funny. You know, people talk about artificial intelligence. Like it's just a moniker. These are all algorithms. None of them are designed to be intelligent. Because I'm telling you, we don't have long if any of these programs or algorithms express genuine intelligence and singularity of thought and self-referential behavior like chill (laughs) let's not be crazy you know what i mean there ain't a faraday box in this world that's gonna stop that thing from taking over you know and and so yeah um back to the initial point at hand ai art i think um it's it's a mixed bag for me because while i i i do enjoy the art that it produces as a labor advocate i just you, you can't it can't be unabated you can't when you bring that into the professional realm boy oh boy these corporations have proven to be not very good about stewarding 
You know what I mean? And who do you think is bankrolling that shit? Feel exactly. me? Nobody who cares about labor is the one that's bankrolling that the uh, uh, AI technology. They're specifically mastering AI technology to replace human workers so that they don't have to pay see, you, motherfuckers. And, and see, that's now, specifically the reason. Because and and this is the this is the part that 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 always galls me a bit is that can you imagine the software in the hands of the worker if these fucking corporations just stopped trying to replace humans. The humans can use this software for so much better. The problem is, is that the corporations want the software to serve faceless entities, and that's and that I will never get behind. I like AI art software in the hands of AI creators, who are the ones who are responsible for creating. So when you go to the AI artist and you're like, "Listen, I need a you know six dozen images to." of this particular style to proliferate this book that I'm making to detail my rule set. Completely fictitious idea that I'm just throwing out there, but it's the the AI software is very powerful in their hands to be able to turn around a product for that request, you know? But in the hands of a corporation, they will just use that that structure to move all of the humans out of that and just automate it. And and honestly, I don't think that that's going to create the kind of art that we're appreciative of. You know what I mean? The the uh the thing about AI art right now is that it's created from a huge free database of art that has already been pre-selected to have been liked. You know what I mean? Because even the art that they use in their database is a subsection of the art that has been created. And they can they can choose not to use art that doesn't have high appreciation. And they can create metrics and values for that to determine however they want to. And they'll run their focus groups and figure out the best way to do it. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, AI art is as good, good as it is because of the inputs from the humans, from the human artists and the human discretion that has been chosen, you know what I mean? And I don't think that it's in our best interest to auto, to offload that 100% to automation. We need to leave that in the hands of humans if we still want that to be a valuable metric. Once we give that to the corporations and they remove all the humans, it no longer becomes a valuable metric. This is the power of Marxist theory, by the way, by the, just to bring this full circle into some, some, some Marxist, Marxist theory is that all value is de- is derived from labor value. It is derived from the human work put into it. And the more that you alienate that 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 uh, item or that product or that commodity from the human labor is the less value it, valuable it becomes. But anyway, yeah. Which is um, intentional because they don't want to pay you how much it's actually worth. Absolutely not. And but then in a consumer society I take on very deeply that I'm the asshole who doesn't also want to pay that much. Bro, I can't tell you how much my, my, my bill at the supermarket has gone up. My average bill has gone from like $120 to $190 for the past like four or five weeks. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to pay what that shit is worth. You know what I mean? Like, I I notice when my bill goes up, but at the same time, I don't want to be that guy. You know what I mean? Like, it sucks as a consumer. That's why consumer society, I think, is doomed to fail. Like, we have to move past consumer society 
because in consumer society, it, it's uh, you end up eating. You know what I mean? Like you're you're cannibalizing, societally speaking, the 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 value that you then have to use to create value. But um, yeah, uh, gosh, it, it, it it's a tough one. It is a tough one. But um, I I'm I like some of the art that AR produces. I do think it is a dangerous tool in corporate hands. But I am glad that the software exists because if we ever do manage to get this into the hands of artists, it will create. Because can you imagine another layer of discretion put onto the database so now you have higher-end art being fed into the algorithm to feed it? You know what I mean? Like, I think that the, the software could be used for good, but we live in an evil world. So we use for evil. And that's, uh, that's unfortunate. But yeah, um, moving on from that, uh, oh man, this one came across the feed, um, and I just thought it was interesting to talk about, because we were talking earlier about, um, you gotta be able to run the fade once in a while, and so, uh, you know, Shannon Sharp is a big Lakers fan, he was at the Lakers game, and um, a lot of these young players, um, they feel like, okay, as a fan, if I'm in a fan in the stadium, there's a code of conduct and when it comes to the things that I'm saying, as long as it's not like hateful and racist shit, I'm as a fan, I'm allowed to yell whatever I want. I mean, as long as I'm not talking about fuck your mother and all this stuff, if I'm on here talking about, you know, Grizzlies suck, you gotta take that as a Grizzly player while the while the game's going on. That's part of the atmosphere and culture that was created. You know what I mean? So Shannon Sharp is out there doing his thing. Evidently, um, John Morant uh, is tired of heckling and moves towards the sideline to make a comment. Now, neither John Morant or, or Shannon Sharp are two, two dudes known for, for uh, not being about the shits. And so everyone took it very seriously when they started approaching each other. You know, so everyone came down and was like, yeah, now John Morant's father, T. Morant, He's, uh, how is it? He's fiercely animalistic when it comes to defending his son. And so he tried to approach Shannon Sharp. Now, now I don't know if, how smart of a decision that is if you're not a professional athlete. Shannon Sharp is a tight end, can bench 500 pounds, six foot plus, you know, probably still closer to 200 than not. You know what I mean? Like, Probably not a good idea to try to run his fade. You know what I mean? But they, you know, they 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 had words. It, it got a little bit heated. But in the end, all was all was said. It's two fans, super fans of their teams, you know, running up into the fact that, you know, if we both real ones and we both super fans, then we're gonna have to say a lot of things that might not, you know, but it cooled down and in the end they pieced it up. And honestly, I thought that it was it was it it was interesting to see how much they played up the the escalation, you know what I mean, and the 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 heated moment. And it was very few people who pointed out in the end, like, oh yeah, but by the way, they pieced it up at the end, and it was all just fun and games. It was just entertainment, two heated fans, and the game went on. Nobody was hurt. Nobody, you know what I mean. 
And so that is, I think, a lesser example of you got to be ready to catch that fade. If we're going to be out here talking shit and doing all this stuff and disregarding other people's feelings about how they, you know, the things we have to say, you got to be ready to run that fade. You know what I mean? But in the end, it's not a matter of, of permanent animosity or sometimes it's just a momentary thing. You know what I mean? And in the end, clearly, you know, there was no, there, there wasn't any um, deep personal animosity festering between these, these men. And so, yeah, we can get loud. We can talk to each other, and that's all just communication. You know, we gotta we, we gotta learn that it's all just communication. You know what I mean? And yes, there are limits. Obviously, you know what I mean. Encroaching on people's space and 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 putting hands on people—that's an escalation. You know, but it's all just communication for the most part. And so, you know, I I, I like to see heated communication that doesn't end in in any kind of major violence. Because I think that people run from that 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 interaction far too frequently when it's like, nah, we got to rub up against reality like that sometimes. Because that's a real thing. And how else will you know that people feel that way? If everyone's always sitting there hiding their hands. So I don't know. I thought it was a I thought it was a, a, an interaction that wasn't the worst thing in the world. Two men can shout at each other about their passions and still walk away from it without any deep-seated animosity towards each other. And in the end, we should laud that. You know what I mean? Especially in a world that does not want to validate black men's feelings, you know? But yeah, I thought that was a cool little story that shot across the feed. <clears throat> um, yeah, and then hey, we'll wrap up on on on, on um, uh, an interesting story and a, and a depressing story. So um, recently, I guess, within the last 24 to 48 hours, there was... Um, a shooting in Monterey Park. And so my heart goes out to the people that that recently lost their lives. You know, these mass shootings are are a serious issue. And they're ones that that are born of deep-seated fault lines in our own communities. You know, we, we you know, people have to start to take into account that People don't randomly just pop up out of nowhere. This dude was an Asian. You know, they wanted the the first thing they wanted to shout out of their mouth. Oh, stop the anti-Asian hate! This was an Asian dude. This was uh, you gotta stop and look within the community and say, hey, what is what what's really going on here? You know, it, it, it's a shame that people had to lose their life on the Lunar New Year, all because of one guy's you know, imbalance. I don't know who knows what, what his issue was. But, you know, if at no point, if at every point we, we, we want to stop and look towards other communities and look at other people and, and project our, our fears in the world, on, we'll never stop and, 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 and deal with the issues that we can have a hand in. You know? These things happen in the the African American community. Gotta stop and, and and take a look inward, just as much as the Asian community needs to, to to stop and take a look inward. Because, you know, this is a tragedy, and 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 it doesn't help to project that outwards. It doesn't. It's not gonna. It's not gonna make anyone feel better. It's not gonna bring back anyone's lost lost one lost loved ones. You know, it, it it's just gonna 
it's just going to cause us to be blind to the, to the situations that we can help that can actually bring people out of out of these 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 terrible mindsets you know because obviously leaving them to their own devices in a country that has a proliferation of 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 long long rifles isn't that's not the safest way to handle this it's that's just going to result in more deaths you know so you know my heart goes out to the people who lost you know lost loved ones and in that moment of celebration you know but you know let's not jump to conclusions let's not uh, you know start accusing and and projecting all all all, all of these ideas of anti-asian hate it's not anti-asian hate it's a member of the asian community that is disgruntled with the asian community you know you can stop and 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 own it and figure out why this person was dejected or you can ignore it but it's probably not going to 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 help the situation of how do we stop these shootings in a country that refuses to to put any kind of regulation on their guns you know and so you know shout out to to homeboy jeff i know he lives out there i'm not sure how far that was from um from his crib but you know i'm sure he's fine i don't think that he was going out to celebrate the lunar new year or anything but um yeah you know that that was that was a sad one that came across the feed you know you you, you hope that that these kind of things would be on a decline but you know because this country refuses to address the the root issues of why people go from interpersonal violence to mass violence because they refuse to to address it head on and 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 realistically i don't know you know what you know or well, i do know what the future holds for this and it's just not one that i want to indulge in too much and it's the future of more violence you know because you know this is not a an an individual issue it's something that communally has to be dealt with and as long as this country doesn't create healthy community lines and it and it continues to push you know community lines based primarily on race and then based on class you know it, it's gonna it's gonna leave a lot of people out because race and class are two things that I don't people don't naturally real uh uh glom onto. It's not something that people natu- it's something that people are taught to be a part of, you know. You don't naturally, you know what I mean, just wanna be with all people you know what I mean? I don't know. I, I think that that's something that we, we kind of pick up as we go along. But I don't know. I've always had that question of is the tribalism something that we we pick up naturally because it's so indelible to our society, or is it something that is part of us and we keep on projecting into society? You know, I, who knows? But it doesn't definitely has to be dealt with. But um, yeah, I guess moving on from that, you know, uh, this one came across the feed: uh, the national uh, labor protests in France, and boy, you can say what you want about Parisian culture. You could say what you want about the French historically, um, but the French labor uh, ideal of labor throughout the average citizen is probably the most laudable that I've seen. 
so in France right now, Macron has uh, proposed that they raise the retirement age from 62 to 64. And, of course, people don't want that. Um, it causes a lot of issues um, with companies in terms of pensions currently. And moreover, it's a tr it, they don't want to start a trend of, the, of, of moving that age to compensate for the state's um, shortfalls and in, in, in income, which is absolutely right. Even if the, the retirement age needed to be raised, to raise it in the context of why they're raising it would just be wrong. You cannot start it because then the government will continuously use this every single year until the retirement age is 80. And, and, and you know, the citizens don't want that. And so they're making a stand. And not for nothing, talk about solidarity. And I don't know if that's what comes from kind of the lack of tribalism that comes from racial purity, but there's not a lot of racial dynamics in, in France. You have a small Chinese population, you have a small Arab population, you have a small Haitian population, Haitian slash African population, because there's also a lot of Moroccans who um, are forced into that community because of the class dynamics of France, from what I understand. Not from France, I just read shit. So there's not a huge, I mean, I think if my numbers are probably somewhat uh, skewed, but it's like 85% white French. And so there's a certain solidarity that comes with the kind of racial homogeny that, that they have. But boy, because the thing is, is like, it's so hard to get a nationwide, let's say, warehouse union in America. Because warehouses on the upper northeast are not populated by the same type of people that are that are in the warehouses in, in the southwest. Um, and unfortunately, because racial uh, tensions are high in this country, those will boil over into labor tensions. Because you just can't, you can't unify. You, those people will not vote on the same party lines as the people on the other side of the country. And so there's a huge disparity with our labor market. And, and, and I don't know if that's pushed intentionally or not, but it keeps us from mobilizing the way that we would need to, to, to be able to have that kind of strength that, uh, that the French labor market has. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, they're... It, it, it's crazy, and I talk about the American police, but really and truly, it, it blows my mind that even the French police have such little solidarity with labor, even though the labor sentiment is super high in their country. There's just something about giving people batons and guns and authority that just makes them feel like, fuck those peasants. Fuck those peasants. Like, well, you know... Why should we respect their demands? It's the other way around. You seek out the baton because you don't like them peasants and you want to distance yourself from them and feel like you have power over them. But see, that's what I mean. And and I agree with you 100%. Um, I believe that, unfortunately, what ends up happening is that the position attracts the bad people. Good people learn to deal with others on a more reasonable basis than thinking that they can police their feelings. Whereas people who don't like other people look for ways to to find authority to exercise their their will on them, and so that's why like as 
even if you want to believe in the police, the idea of policing, the philosophical idea of policing, I think is antiquated. And, and you just, we got to abolish that whole organization. Not because we don't want communal ideas of security, but because the idea of policing and having a centralized body of authority like that, that is easily abused by corporations, has proven to be antiquated in a world where we realize that the corporations are not the ones generating value. You see what I'm saying? Like, does that sound like a huge stretch to me, to you? No. <clears throat> but that's just too reality-based. Like, of course, we have to deal with the edifice of society that was built on top of that, you know? Pretty much. I mean, yeah. things work the way they're designed to work. And our current society is designed to slowly hemorrhage. It ain't broke. <laughs> it's, it's fixed, bruh. Precisely. And so, yeah, we'll go. You know what? That, that is a great final word. It ain't broke. It's fixed. And if you guys enjoyed this show, we appreciate you all for joining us. Please feel free to, to uh, follow us or subscribe to us on uh, Patreon.com uh, or on Anchor.fm. You could also find us on the social media on Twitter at Korea underscore T or at Home Heron. You could also find us on Instagram at Heron's Home Podcast and at Heron's Homies. And you can find me on Instagram at RicoGVO. Now let's remember, guys, time's only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing I ever truly will learn from. Thanks again for joining us and have a great one. Peace out. Take it easy.